0: The title of our message again is practicing the presence of god and uh, or making ourselves aware that god is with us so if we are doing that how many have been doing that thank you yeah. <laughs> you know making ourselves aware that god is with us and it changes our whole perspective and you know our sunday school lesson again was i think it was very good it was excellent because one of the one of the statements in there that Jesus says that He will send to us another Comforter, and um, the the word Comforter uh, literally means legal representative. And how that the Holy Spirit is the legal representative to us, and our, when it talks to the the Spirit in the Scripture talks to us about how that we are forgiven. Okay, well. In eternity, when we stand before God, the devil is always our accuser. He's always going to say something negative to us. But in the courts of heaven, the legal representative is the Holy Spirit, is Jesus Christ. And, and yes, there was sin in our life, but we have been forgiven and that will never be used against us again. So the legal representative tells us there is nothing, that, that's, that sin is no longer present. So the legal representative tells us the truth about the scriptures. And whenever we understand the truth about the scriptures and about who Jesus Christ is and what he has done for us, it helps to formulate our thinking and establish who we are as a believer. So we are a believer in Jesus Christ because the Holy Spirit has drawn us to Christ. Now, once we've come and and given our life to Christ, then it's it's our our responsibility to grow in our relationship with Christ. One of the things that we need to keep in mind, it's my last thought of the day, so I might as well start with it. (laughs) Um, We're all going to change, okay? Blind change is um, that we just, it's like, All right, the uh, the understanding is intelligent design or is it just blind chance? Okay, intelligent design or blind chance. So we as believers believe that Jesus Christ created the heavens and the earth. We believe that God created us and he knew us. While you were yet in your mother's womb, God created you, knew you, formed you put into you all the things that you would need in your life. And then the life brings out opportunities for us to become who we are as a person. Now, the Holy Spirit is our legal representative to remind us of the the ownership that God has upon this soul. And we then are called to respond according to the uh, intelligent design the the intelligent um, uh, truth the the legal representative we are called to legally respond uh, respond according to the legal tenets of the of the law and the law says that if you confess your sins you are forgiven that's the law of Christ. And so if I am forgiven, it's never to be remembered against us again. And so when those thoughts come up in the courts of heaven, the Holy Spirit, our legal representative, says, overruled. (laughs) Those sins are forgiven. (laughs) Well, in our own life, then, we need to remember that the legal representative, the Holy Spirit, is letting us know that we belong to God. He is letting us know that nothing can pluck you out of his hands. And we talked about that. Pluck is the same word used as a wolf that would come and take a lamb from a flock. So the Holy Spirit is there to let us know that the the wolf cannot pluck you randomly from the hand of God, the devil, whatever. So we then are called to have an intelligent response. We then are called to have an intelligent response to life and to the truths that the Scripture has given to us. And the intelligent choice is, be, is to be made by the Scripture, to, that we shall know the truth, and the truth will set us free. So as we know the truth of the Scripture, we're able to make intelligent choices. So the Bible gives us some strict commands. Don't steal, don't kill, don't bear false witness. Don't do these things because they will destroy you. Intelligent choice says don't steal. Why? Because the legal representative of heaven says it's a sin to steal. So don't steal. So we see how that our intelligent choices align with God's word. So, I passed out these ideas of something, something of, of, of prayer. And I want you to go over them. And we, what are we doing? We're reminding ourselves... God is with us, practicing the presence of God. To those of you who may not know what that is referring to, it's referring to last week's uh, uh, sermon. And it was a 17th century monk named Brother Lawrence. He found the answer to enjoying the nitty-gritty of everyday life. He was a humble cook in a French monastery, but he authored a book entitled Practicing the Presence of God. In it, he explains how he was able to turn even the most commonplace and menial tasks, such as preparing meals and washing dishes, into acts of praise and communion with God. The key, he wrote, was not to change what you do, but to change your attitude toward what you do. Intelligent choice. Changing our attitude towards what we do. One of the declarations is that we don't work for man, we work for God. And so that we've realized that what we do, excuse me, we do to honor God. So our everyday life, our getting up and going out and coming in, the psalmist says, is is an act of a service to God. So we're, we're looking at our life and we're beginning to see that, well, I don't do that much, it's, it's important, I don't do that, or I do stuff and it doesn't mean anything, it's just, you know, but the idea behind it is we're not doing it for ourselves, and we're not doing it for someone else. We, we may get a paycheck, but we're doing our work for God. And that that places upon us a responsibility to do it well. Not because we have... Uh, a boss who's not going to let us get away with it, doing it poorly. We, are, we have an overseer, Christ, who is, wants us to do it to the best of our ability because God, this is a representative of, of Christ, we're a representative of Jesus Christ and our work and what we do, our attitude, our actions, <laughs> our demeanor, all those things are, are a reflection of who God is. So we need to love what you do. Maybe I should have picked a different subject. Love what you do. <laughs> How many love? I don't know. Don't, don't raise your hand. Uh, <laughs> that's a challenge. How many love what you do? Well, it doesn't mean you couldn't do something else. I always used to, you know, think that, you know, I could do something else. But, and, in, in, you know, when you think about it, you know, well, it doesn't mean that much, you know, and, you know, because you do it, because you do it, therefore it doesn't mean that much. You know, I think the attitude some people have. And then there, of course, there are people who do nothing and think they are the most God's gift to humankind, you know, then it really gets you upset. But there's nothing we can do about that. That's not within our hands. (laughs) You are responsible for you. And so what we're doing is asking God to help us become the best me, best you that we can become and do our job as unto the Lord. And therefore, we can ask God to help us do what we do and that we can have wisdom and understanding that that goes into these things where we can be creative or we can preparing ourselves for tomorrow or for the next time, the next job or the staying in this for the rest of our lives. It, it, it isn't what we're doing, it's how we're doing it. It isn't how much we're making, but it's who we're, what, we're, what we're doing with what we make. And that a promotion doesn't come from the east or the west, promotion comes from God. God setteth up one and taketh down another. So we find ourselves working for God, and so if we're working for God, <laughs> ultimately we know that God will help us. Because even in the most menial tasks, as Brother Lawrence said, that, you know, the, the, uh, you know I, I can see cooking being okay, but doing dishes, you know, that's a little stretch. How many of you love to do dishes? Yeah. And we had a lady who was a volunteer at uh, the hospital and she lived in Central City. I think she was in Central City. But anyhow, I think for 15, 18 years she volunteered five days a week at the hospital in the kitchen to wash the dishes and pots and pans. That's what she did. Every day she was there and she washed the big pots and pans. And you know, she she loved it i didn't think she was (laughs) no (laughs) i wouldn't love it but she did so to the and i don't think brother lawrence here is saying that he loved doing dishes so he just you know what's the the whistle while you work what's that Right. So he wasn't the the dwarfs that do whistle while you work thing. You know, he wasn't doing that. It was just the idea that he he turned a menial task into a task in which you're able to give expression to God. So in our lives, ultimately, we're asking God to, we're we're reminding ourselves that God is with us and that we're uh, asking God to bless what we're doing. So we recognize perhaps (laughs) this is God's will. You know, I, I'm sure he didn't join the monastery thinking, boy, I can't wait to serve God and do dishes. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't seem to be like something you would want to join, become a monastery, uh, be a monk for, is to do dishes. And- but he found it as- he found in that labor of love to God that if he discovered a place where he could praise God. So deep down in your spirit... <laughs> That's where we find the sense of accomplishment. That we are doing it for God, and it kind of just fits who we are as a person. It just fits who we are as a person, and God is the one who's created us for a purpose, and so our purpose is to do what's in our hands. And when we do what's in our hands, we do it well as unto the Lord. That's the expression. So if your life is focused (laughs) as though you were working for the Lord rather than people, that you will find that the priorities of life and that the goals of our life kind of fit into place and that we're not, no, we're not um, running into brick walls all the time trying to get somewhere. We are already there. And we're allowing God to lead us where we're at. We realize that this is why God put us here, that God has a plan, and God has a plan for us to know, I am with you, practicing the presence of God. Peter, in 1 Peter chapter 2, he says, um, so if we are practicing the presence of God, there has to be an intelligent choice, <laughs> okay? Intelligent choice is, well, Peter outlines this in chapter 2, he says, so clean the house. Now that sounds like a real, that and dishes go together, right ladies? <laughs> clean house and do the dishes. God, I'm standing in line for this. All right. So make a clean sweep. (laughs) But he's talking about our mind and our spirit. Make a clean sweep of malice and pretense and envy and hurtful talk. So if we are practicing the presence of God, you can't be practicing the presence of God and tearing somebody down. (laughs) Or ripping them up. (laughs) Or showing them the door. (laughs) So we are, uh, you are, you're... (laughs) The reason we cannot do that is the next section. You have you had a taste of God. Now, like infants at the breast, drink deep of God's pure kindness. Then you'll grow up mature, whole in God. So whenever we're thinking about this, practicing the presence of God and recognizing that God is with us, we're, we're, we want to sense who God is. God is love. God is kind, and he is expressing these things to us. You know, it isn't that he's saying, okay, David, you be kind to that person. No, he's recognizing there's kindness here. And if there's kindness here in coming from God to us, we can recognize that we can have kindness there. And this is really, I, I think, where this prayer that I handed out, the things we can do in prayer, is that whenever we sense the presence of God and that God is with us and we, we, come, we interact with people, there's a reason that we interact for them in, on, in that outline. There's some things that we should do. We should pray for them and we should, you see, but it isn't like like the angels in the presence of God, holy, holy, holy. It isn't that they are assigned that task and they've got to do it. <laughs> they it, it, it's just who they are just an expression of love towards god and holiness well it's the same thing in us it's an expression of love and reverence toward god that we pray for these people because god wants us to pray for them because they're lost hmm. and god wants us to be in a presence of recognize his presence because there is and, and going back to the legal representative that we, the Holy Spirit is to us, we need to see who we are in Christ. Okay? Who we are in Jesus. Well, verse 9 says, but you are the ones chosen by God. So, when we are helping ourselves, making ourselves aware that God is with us, we need to remind ourselves of the, of the of who we are god has chosen us other other places it says you have not chosen me but i have chosen you and ordained you that you might go forth and that your fruit would remain okay so we didn't choose god god chose us we heard him call and we responded See? so i've chosen you and i've ordained you I've, I've prepared you intelligent choice i have called you intelligent design For a purpose. So there's a purpose for your life. There's a purpose for what you've experienced. There's a purpose for who you are. And the intelligent choice is for us to recognize God is in charge. He is sovereign. And He has brought me to this place where I can finish what I have been called to do serve Him. (laughs) Doesn't mean we have to go to China. It means we have to serve Him right where we're at and practice knowing the presence of God, making ourselves aware that God is with us. God has, you have been chosen by God, chosen for the high calling of a priestly work. What is a priest? Representing the people to God and God to the people. You are a priest unto the Lord. You are representing God to the people that you're praying for. Intelligent choice. What do you do? Clean house. Get swept of all malice, pretense, envy, and hurtful talk. You see, we can't be doing the wrong and then, oh, yeah, do the right, all right? We are chosen to be a holy people. Not only are we are priests, but we are holy people in that not I, you know, don't touch me, I'm holy. <laughs> you know, not that kind of holy people. But we are, we are recognizing that we're set apart for God. We are set apart for God. God has set us apart for himself. It doesn't mean we are um, better than other people. It doesn't mean that we are, um, we should put other people down and put them in their place. I'm, I'm you know, I have, no, I, I have no place for those people and I don't think God does either. But um, we're chosen to be holy people. God's instruments, God's instrument to do his work and speak out for him. We are an instrument. A trumpet, a harp, a spoon, a dish rag? You know, we are an instrument for God. To tell others of the night and day difference that he, that God has made for us. You see, so why do we believe? <laughs> Why do we believe God is with us each moment of each day, so that we will never forget? So that we will never forget. Verse eleven, friends, this world is not your home. God never wants us to forget. (laughs) This isn't it. This this place that we live in, it's this isn't it. We're just tenting, tabernacling. We're just living here for a while. We have an eternal home we spoke about that in sunday school we have an eternal home that god is that jesus said i'm going to prepare a place for you that where i am there you may be also god's got a place for us and so until we get there we live here so never forget make yourself aware god is with us you know this this things are not going to always be right here because this isn't really what it's all about don't indulge your ego At the expense of your soul. (laughs) Live an an exemplary life among the natives. (laughs) Refuse their prejudice. Then you'll be won over to, uh, to God's side and be there to join the celebration when he arrives. Jesus comes back. Practicing the presence of God, making yourself aware that God is with you. Make the master verse thirteen. Make the master proud of you by being a good citizen. Intelligent choice to be a good citizen. <laughs> mean in this world that this world is not our home. We should we should. Why don't we riot and make it right? And no, be a good citizens. Respect the authorities. Um, whatever their level, they are God's emissaries for keeping order. It it is God's will that by doing good, you might cure the ignorance of fools who think you're a danger to society. You know, when the scripture says in the end time, people will think what is right is wrong, and what is wrong is right. And people who are doing the right things are the ones we need to get rid of. Well, the, the Amplified says of that verse, it is God's desire, it is the will of God That by doing good, you should stop foolish people from saying stupid things about you. And you can silence the ignorance of talking foolish people. (laughs) How do we do that? By continually, continually doing good. And reminding ourselves that God is with us. That's our strength in doing good. We never grow tired of doing good. Do not become weary in well-doing. In due season, you will reap a harvest if you don't faint. So it is hard because you're not fainting. <laughs> so you don't give up on what you're doing because it's not working. God, I've been doing this for, for forever and nothing's changing. Don't give up. Just keep doing the right things for the right reason. Live as free people. <laughs> free people. I am not held bondage, captive by the things that are wrong. I am free to be the person God created me to be, intelligent design. And I am living according to the word, intelligent choice. And I am empowered by the Holy Spirit, my friend, who is the legal representative, the legal counsel of God, saying, what is right and what is wrong. You see, I am, I am choosing to do right because my legal counsel of eternity, the Holy Spirit, is telling me that you can do, there's nothing that you cannot do. And that there is no failure in your life that can keep you from going where God wants you to go. The legal representative tells me that those who Jesus has set free is free indeed. And never be held captive to any Anything again, and so we see we're we're struggling with this whole idea of humanity and struggling with this whole understanding about oh, I did wrong, I did right, I'm not good enough, I can't do this, I can't do that. You see, our legal representative says, "Stupid person," and <laughs> he says, "Stop the people right here, stupid." Rhonda tells me I can't say that word, but it says it right here. She's, don't, she tells me, I get the lecture, don't say stupid. It's not nice. Well, the Bible said it right here. I, I cannot, it's right here, dear. It's in the Amplified Version. It says stupid. So, in case you, and you heard it, I'm just letting you know, in case I come with lashes next week, I'll, you'll know where they came from, and then you know how I got it. I said the wrong word in church, so... Now I get lashes because what do you make fun of me in church for? (laughs) Just can't win, you know? It's the only time I can say something, she has to be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Let me see, I'm on a roll now. (laughs) I'm in trouble now. What's that? Yeah, just keep digging the hole. Yeah. <laughs> just keep digging the hole, preacher. You'll find where You know where you're going, don't you? And to the doghouse. So anyhow. <laughs> so anyhow. Um, live as free people. Do not use your freedom as an excuse to do evil. <laughs> you see, whenever we're looking at all these things and we're seeing how that... It's like we've, we've signed a contract. We've si- God has signed a contract in his blood saying who we are and that he died for us and that our, our eternity with him, our eternal, our eternal life is secure in Christ. And that nothing can separate us, pluck you out of his hands, that we are safe with the arms of our Father, that our past is not as important as our present and future, and that we can be overcomers and victorious in our relationship with God, and the legal representative of God is telling us, uh, he is giving us his word and saying, nothing, nothing can can come against you. That God can't turn around and make it good. <laughs> See Nothing that we have done that God can't turn it around and make it good. That's the legal counsel of God. Now, run intelligent choice or believe a lie. <laughs> Acts 4:13 says, "Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men they marveled and they realized that they had been with jesus <laughs> intelligent choice in recognizing that god is with us every moment of every day practicing the presence of god is that people will marvel at who you are because they'll they'll, they'll realize like peter and john from, they had been with jesus and we're with him every moment of every day (laughs) we are empowered by his presence and God wants to empower and strengthen us to overcome every obstacle in life he wants to give you confidence wisdom boldness to pursue the dreams and desires of our heart because he is the one who causes us to dream He wants to give you supernatural insight so that you can be the witness of his goodness. (laughs) They all marveled at Peter and John because they realized they had been with Jesus. They marveled at their boldness and at their abilities because they were not educated men, but they did things that no one else was doing Because they had been with Jesus. (laughs) You know, it isn't a supernatural revelation, and it isn't a transformation from here to heaven, and we see, like John the Revelator, we see the revelation of things to come. It is the everyday walking with God, the everyday knowing that God is with us, insight, wisdom, understanding, Patience, forgiveness, legal counsel of the spirit, intelligent choice, divine empowerment. You see, we surrender every area of our life and we invite God to have his way in our hearts that we might be empowered with his love and his presence that we will set our focus on God and on Jesus Christ and his ability and his ability to give to us. You see, everything that he is, we become. Huh. That's 1 John 4:4. 4, 4. Once you receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you take on a new identity. You take on his identity. Everything he is, you become. Because Jesus is an overcomer, you are an overcomer. So what we're recognizing is here, there are no limits. And I, and I promised someone that I would, I would bring this up. Judy, but I won't say who it was. <laughs> Do I have what it takes? Uh, can I accomplish what? That well you see, we need to take the focus off of you. Could that really happen to me? Meaning the things that we dream of and that perhaps we might sell things for value for what they are. (laughs) (laughs) To get too often we limit God because we don't feel we have the resources. We don't feel we have the connections and we don't feel we have the experience to do something extraordinary. We forget that our victories are not going to be won through our strength, but we are going to win our victories through Jesus Christ our Lord. Why? Because he is victorious. And he enjoys when I pick on people. (laughs) No, he doesn't. (laughs) So... Do we, what are we going to do? Practice the presence of God. Make ourselves aware that God is with us. Amen? Let's stand. (laughs) So, you know, the, the disciples, even though they were walking with Jesus... Um, they, they still didn't understand the whole thing. In fact, when the night in Sunday school, this is where this came across, was that when Jesus spoke about his death and their betrayal, uh, of Peter's betrayal, and uh, excuse me, of Judas and his betrayal, of Peter and his denial, and being forsaken by the rest of them, and, and you know, him dying and going where they couldn't go, it's like their whole world was upside down. But when they went through the crises, went through the resurrection, went through the the Pentecost and the coming of the Holy Spirit, everything changed. And in our life, we may be at those different places, but realize this, we know that God is with us. He will take us through the things that we thought were so important And there will be a death to those things. But we will find that there is a resurrection in Jesus Christ to the purpose of our life. And then there is the empowerment of the Holy Spirit, our legal advisor, to let us know that God has made us who we are, an intelligent design. And he has given us his word that we might make intelligent choices. It isn't that we are highly skilled and highly learned because Peter and John, they were, people looked at them and said, who are these guys? But they knew that they had been with Jesus and that made them totally unique. And that's us. Thank you, Jesus, that we are with you, you are with us, and that God, we shall forever be in your presence. And I pray, Lord, for us that we can get our use out of the way in no matter what area of our life that we may serve you more completely and that lord you will do the work in us that you and that you know lord each of us need so bless us o oh lord and thank you for hearing our prayers let us spend time with you that we may sense your spirit and your And you're leading in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you.